You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, and welcome to the first episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. Only a little over eight months until Dragon Con. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. Director Mike Faber is back with us. It's amazing. Eight months, and we're just, like, starting this, and, like, in five minutes, it'll be, like, two weeks. Yes, right. It, it Yes, it does tend to fly. It does, and... It's some of the most exciting times getting ready for this and planning and scheduling. And I can't believe it's already January. It just feels like I was talking to you guys yesterday. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you were actually talking to me yesterday. And you were also talking to Darren Noel yesterday. Darren, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back. It's a wonderful year to panic about costuming. <laughs> Yes, uh, for those uh, who didn't get the inside joke, we actually recorded an episode of uh, the Earth Station One weekly podcast. So it's true, go, we did. Mm-hmm. Go, go check that out. Uh, so, um, but yes, we are here to talk all about Dragon Con, and we of course have Mary Lou, who is back. Yes, I am. What's up, guys? All right. Have you have, now? Should I? Yeah, I'm going to ask. Have you started your uh, costuming at all? I have started some plants. Okay. I haven't actually started work yet. <laughs> I plan to it drink later. Starts. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> That's how most got, plants are made. You, you yeah. got to prime the pump, you know? <laughs> you got to start That's drinking right. track on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. It's great to have you back. And it's great to have Tacoma Sanchez back again. Hey, everybody. Howdy. <laughs> We we missed you for our finale last year. So I it's great, know. I'm it's sorry. great to have you back. Well, I'm glad you survived the uh, the weekend. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are, are we all fully recovered from DragonCon 2017? Mostly, I, I, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, you know, I I, I know that you kind of ask that ironically, but like it really kind of messes up my life for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could look at a white Russian the same way anymore. Uh, no, just remember the three questions. Who are you? What am I doing here? And where are my pants? <laughs> These are very important questions at Dragon Con. Uh, not just at Dragon Con. I think, you know, That's as I get older, but, I'm finding you know. that those are uh, those are really good questions to ask every morning. Mm, well, <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> in addition to uh, our station crew here, we also will be checking in with Michelle Biddick-Simmons and Eternal Zan. But uh, the first big news I want to announce is that uh, we have a sponsor. What? Get out in the world. It's awesome. Uh, the Dragon Con Report is sponsored in part by the SC Comic Con. That is uh, a Comic Con, a great show. It happens March 24th and 25th in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but for more information, if you guys want to look around at home at the, on the website, it's sccomiccon.com. Yeah, we'll have more information on that, but we are 
Welcome, SC Comic Con. It is a favorite show. It's not nearly as big as Dragon Con, but it's got a lot of cool stuff going for it. And Mike and I enjoy going there every year. So we are glad that they are helping us out uh, with the show this year. Um, in addition to that, we are a proud member of the ESO Network. Uh, be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESONetwork.com site. It doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it helps us out a lot. Uh, we also have a Tee Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page as well. If you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please call our feedback line at 404-963-9057, or feel free to email us at our new email address at DragonConReport. That's all one word, DragonConReport at ESONetwork.com. We'll have links to all that in the show notes, so you can click away and uh, contact us, please. We're going to have some a new segment that we're going to debut at the end of this show, which we want to, you guys to take part in as well. So uh, more on that later as well. But we're going to get started with, um, we don't have a lot of news. I mean, it's still early enough that uh, there's not like a huge, huge announcements yet. Uh, but of course, uh, most people associated with uh, DragonCon, at least here in the Atlanta area, are very familiar with um, DragonCon Night at Medieval Times. And uh, that has uh, become an annual tradition now. I think this is the fifth year that it's happening. So uh, quite awesome. It's Friday, February 2nd uh, at 7 p.m. As far as I know right now, there are still tickets available. Uh, there's a Facebook group page. You can find all out all about it at the DragonCon website as well. Um, there, the the show begins at 8:30. Um, there's a costume contest, so of course there is, because it's Dragon Con. So they definitely encourage you to come in costume. Um, One thousand dollars cash prize for the best adult costume, and uh, a, a prize pack for best child costume. So I guess all the money's going to the adults, but a thousand dollars—that's that's some serious change. It's actually really fun to go to. It's neat to see some of your Dragon Con friends. And people go all out for the costumes for this. Yeah. Judy, um, Judy and I went two years ago, and we just had a blast. Anybody planning to go this this time? I really need to check it out at some point. Uh, it's, the it's, in your, only, it's in your backyard, Mike. Come it on. really is. Yeah. And the tickets are only $32 with the, with the Dragon Con code, so, um, which is DCMT18. And it includes uh, dinner. It does. Dinner and a show and a little piece of Dragon Con early this year. That's uh that's pretty awesome. So um check that out. I mean, it's it's happening really fast for uh you know, when this show's been released. It's probably gonna happen like tomorrow if you are listening to this show right when it comes out. But uh we we for, we have to uh promote it because it is a little piece of Dragon Con, like I said, early on in the year. Um the other news that I have or that I saw was it, it it's a little little sad. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, this was posted on the official Dragon Con Facebook page as well. But, uh, late last year, um, in fact, at the end of December, uh, John Portman, uh, passed away and he's an architect and, uh, he, uh, basically designed the skyline of downtown Atlanta. Um, he, he, uh, designed, uh, the Hyatt Regency, Peachtree Center, America's Mart and the Westin. Um, so, uh, there's a big chunk of Dragon Con that owes a lot to, um, John C. Portman. So, um, it, it's a bummer that, uh, we lost him and, uh, were anybody familiar with, uh, him, his name at all before this? I know his boulevard. 
<laughs> okay. Said like an Atlantean. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, um, the uh, because of his passing, it made me uh, kind of uh, uh, think of the topic that we're going to discuss uh, in the group discussion a little bit later, which is um, about the f- the five host hotels. So we're going to go into a little bit more detail about uh, our feelings about those. So um, in honor of John Portman. So um, in fact, we'll dedicate the whole show to him. Um, so yeah, um, I guess, you know, since we don't have any other, there's not really a lot of dates, um, as far as there are some, uh, for volunteer meetings, they have released those. So if you are interested in, uh, participating as a volunteer, the first meeting is Saturday, March 24th, and it is at the Hyatt Regency. Uh, there will also be a volunteer meeting in May, May 20th, which is a Sunday at the Hilton. And then Saturday, July 14th at the Marriott. So uh, if you want to get involved, and there's plenty of opportunities to to be involved with Dragon Con on a small scale or uh, a big scale, uh, you, you know, you want you want to come to these meetings if you can. Um, now, uh, out of the group, Mary, you've been a volunteer, correct? I have. Yes, I am still. Did you did you start as a volunteer? No, um, no, I started out saying I would absolutely never volunteer in a thousand years. <laughs> so, so what changed your mind? Uh, well, I went for several years um, just enjoying the con, and of course I still do, but uh, I found myself with um, some extra time during the show uh, where I didn't necessarily, not that I didn't have anything to do, of course there's always something to do. Um, but the things that I wanted to do perhaps weren't available or, or my friends weren't free or whatever. And I knew that I had a great job lined up with, uh, Dan on the media relations team. And so I was like, well, uh, you know, I'll just get to experience things in a new and different way than I have before. So. And so it is definitely something you would, uh, encourage. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it would be tough to volunteer your first year just because Dragon Con's already so overwhelming that having to work might be tough. Um, but if that is the only way that you're going to get to go because of money or whatever else, uh, I definitely think it's worth it. Um, and for people who have been a few times, it's absolutely a way to um, just experience a con in a new way and do some new stuff. I totally recommend it. Absolutely. And I've talked to many other people who volunteered and they, they get to the, a backstage look at behind the scenes of Dragon Con, which um, can be sometimes a little overwhelming, but still a pretty cool experience. So uh, I would definitely encourage people to check it out. So if uh, you need more information, of course, go to there's a Facebook group now uh, that you can check out Dragon Con volunteers. Um, it's a unofficial group. So if you have any questions or you want to talk to uh, folks that have volunteered to have experience uh, in the past, you can just sign on to that group and uh, they should be able to answer your questions. And you can always shoot us an email as well. And we'll let uh, Mary or somebody else who uh, we know that has volunteer experience uh, uh, give you some information. So um, so that's cool. Those are the only real dates. I think um, I don't, it, I, you know, the website has not uh, released when uh, the uh, pricing changes. So uh, I'm not really sure uh, when that's going to happen, um, the uh, the hotels are already sold out. So <laughs> <laughs> situation normal. Too late. So uh, we do know the date of the event. Uh, it is happening August 30th through September 3rd this year. 
which, as I said, is about a little over eight years, uh, eight years, eight months away. It's not going to feel like years. It's going to feel like weeks. OK, that's the official dates of the con, right? Yes. Yes. OK, so really, it's August 28th. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Depending don't on... forget the unofficial days. Yeah, the official. Now, days. <laughs> that's it. That's a fair question. So, out of anybody in the group, is anybody going like to be here already? Planning to be here one or two days earlier? Oh yeah, we'll be okay, there on cool. Thursday as always. Well, Thursday's the start day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it is. From what I'm hearing, rumor going around, it's going to be starting earlier than it even did last year on oh, Thursday. Gosh. No surprises. So it'll be interesting to see how they hit it and where they go with it and what events they do have. Because I think last year it was the wrestling was the unofficial kickoff at 7 p.m. I think it was last year. Yeah, that's true. And I, I yeah, it's going to be, yeah, I think Thursday is going to be a pretty big day from now on. I mean, they did, last year was the first time they sold Thursday only tickets, right? Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. But if you remember it, Mike, you know, when we, well, at least when I first started going back in 2004, it was Friday it was a half day. Yeah. Yep. It yep. was, you know, Friday, it was Friday at noon um, was when, or one o'clock when Dragon Con first started at that point. Yeah. Well, that's when it took all day to register. I mean, you had to wait in that line <laughs> that was like five hours long. So Uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that was, oof, that was crazy times. So, yeah. Registration process, I understand, is much faster now. Only like, uh, yeah, I was two hours. Joke, but it's really, yeah, I was. I, I actually, I've, I haven't heard any complaints about registration for a few years now. So that's awesome. Well, um, that's like I said, all the news, all the dates that we have. So um, I can continue to check the uh, the official uh, dragging website as well as the facebook page uh they're pretty good at updating the facebook page and the twitter account first before they update the official site so um you can check those out bookmark those i would for uh various uh information the latest and greatest and of course we'll have it for you uh next month as well we'll probably start announcing guests they've started a little bit they're starting to trickle in a little bit but uh we'll save our big old uh drinking game guest announcement uh segment till next <laughs> next month you know i'd live um, to entertain and to ruin your liver it's perfect absolutely so uh so we can get right into the group discussion which as i said was uh inspired by the uh untimely passing of john portman um although he was 93 so um he, he lived a pretty full life and uh got a lot accomplished and is uh you know like i said responsible for pretty much like 85%, 75% of where Dragon Con takes place. So, um, but I don't want to go into, I mean, we've got Zan a little bit later going to talk about some hotel information, and that's going to be more practical as far as uh, how to get in and, and, and what the status is on, on rooms there on the host hotels. But as far as uh, you guys, with your experience with the host hotels, um I know that, you know, various members of you have been going for, you know, a certain amount of time. So I don't know. Does anybody remember when it was just one or two hotels besides me? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm the old man. Yeah. Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, that's when it was uh, just the, the Hyatt and the Hilton, right? Um, I forget. The Marriott's exactly. in between. Oh, so the Marriott that's... had to, was, what's that? 
I forget which hotel actually it was at, at first, but I remember the first one. It was in one hotel. Period. I yeah, I. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I remember the first. My first memories of going to registration and uh, the Walk of Fame area was at the Hilton. It was in the '80s, so many moons have passed since then. <laughs> it was. It wasn't in the '80s. It was in the. It was for me. It was in the. Uh, it was in the early '90s, which feels closer and closer like the '80s. But. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, my experience, the first hotel I remember experiencing Dragon Con in was the Hilton, which at the time was still pretty like, it was, you know, pretty high scale uh, at the time. Um, it's the one with the the um, uh, UFO at the top, right? That's the, that's the height. That's the height. That's the height. Okay. <laughs> I, for Pol the longest Polaris time, Polaris Lounge I, is the UFO, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't usually look at the tops of them because uh, I'm usually at the ground level. <laughs> so, except for Mike, when you're laying flat on the ground. Yeah, exactly. And really, my memories of it being more than three hotels or less than three hotels are very—they're um, pretty much gone. Um, and uh, thanks to being at a lot of Dragon Cons, in fact. Um, <laughs> And then I do remember when uh, the Sheridan first uh, jumped on board as being a host hotel, which was pretty much, it was unofficial for a few years prior to that. But then when it became official, it was like, whoa, there's a new one and it's not connected to anything. And then, of course, the, the most recent one was the Westin. And there's still rumors that uh, there may be more added at some point, although how that's going to work, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of rumors out there. But I think... You know, having the convention at the hotels is one of the things that makes Dragon Con Dragon Con. Well, you do know, Mike, that I think this year they are finally going to be breaking ground on the new hotel that is going to be between the right next to the Marriott, between the Marriott and the Sheraton, which is like that flat parking lot that's outside. Oh, really? Yes. Are they expect oh, that, that going that? away. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. So that's going to be a new hotel and rumor going around that it will be a host hotel once it's done. Well, that would be interesting. But you Certainly, know how we are with rumors on the show. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, we'll probably have to retract that in the next episode. Um, <laughs> what, what are some of your uh, favorite experiences at the hotels? Or what was your first hotel that you experienced it at? Dev, you guys have all stayed at the hotels, yes? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Dakoma, uh, what about you? Have you actually stayed in one of the hotels? This was my first year staying at a hosting hotel. Gotcha. Does that so? How big of a difference does that make once you do once you stay there? I mean, it's huge as far as just being able to go and decompress from all of the people for me because I'm not big on large crowds, but I love Dragon Con. So, being able to go back to my room and have some quiet time is really good, and also um, it's wonderful for being able to change costumes, costume malfunctions, and just wanting to take your shoes off for a minute. <laughs> now, which hotel did you stay at? Uh, we were at the Marriott. No, the Hyatt. We were at the Hyatt. Okay. And were there? Were the, Was it? Was there. it pretty? Uh, pretty cool. Were there any issues with staying at that hotel? No, I mean, no. You always hear I, about the elevator. Uh, yeah, the elevators are are an ongoing issue. Um, I didn't have any issues with those outside of what everybody else complains about, and I did find the uh, secret stairs 
so that was helpful um, the secret sticky stairs it doesn't matter if they're sticky if they get me from point a to point b that's it's true sanitizers for <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't that sticky well i mean they mop them down from time to time <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no we didn't we didn't have any issues i really really liked our room the staff is super duper helpful um i remember when i first went in i was actually meeting with a couple of friends of mine that i wasn't staying with and the concierge desk um pointed me gave me directions to where i was supposed to be meeting them even gave me a little like 15 or 20 percent off card we were meeting up at the hard rock and uh uh they gave me a, a little 15 or 20 percent off card for my meal before i even got there which was nice and i didn't even have to show them a room key or anything wow yeah like it i, I have no complaints aside from the price and the elevators <laughs> it is it is yeah we should say that obviously it's not cheap to stay at one of the host hotels it is not i mean and, and you'll see those people who who pack in as many people as possible to get that price down and i'm i'm too old for that wow. yeah <laughs> I can't sleep on the floor anymore. I have a chiropractor. They know me by name. <laughs> the bathtub is not a waterbed. <laughs> I don't care what your roommates tell you. Yeah, I can't do that at Dragon Con. I can do that at smaller conventions. I'll stay with almost anyone for a weekend, but not for a week, man. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. no. I need a bed. <laughs> so, so, Mary, where have you been staying now? Um, we always stay at the Hyatt. Um, my first okay. year we were in the Hilton and we really liked it a lot. Um, but we were, we just happened to get lucky and a friend had an extra room that year. So I think the next year we joined the Hunger Games and were able to get a room in the Hyatt and we've been there ever since. And I love it. Gotcha. What do you like about the Hyatt? Um, well, familiarity for one, um, also it's sort of out of the way. So, um, the elevator situation is not quite so bad where we stay. It's next to the food court. Um, and we, we sort of just know it at this point, like we've had adjoining rooms a couple of times and that worked out really well. Um, just, just familiarity, I guess, mostly. Um, and it's not like as loud as like staying at the Marriott is. I guess a lot of times you can hear the crowd from your room in the Marriott. And since the Hyatt is designed a little differently, we don't have that problem. Um, so, yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, I can remember when the Hyatt was the main hotel. Like, yeah, that's yeah, where that's sure. where like the lobby was always packed. Um, it was where everybody like just sort of loitered to to see everybody in costume and take pictures and it was just the center of, I think, uh, the convention. Um, a lot of the panels were downstairs uh, in those big panel rooms and the smaller ones down mm -hmm. below. And it just seemed like that was the main hotel. Everything else was where you stayed. And there was a couple of other things going on, but it was really the Hyatt. Now, over the course of the uh, recent years, um, the pendulum's been swinging. I think it's like it might have peaked at the Marriott a couple of years ago. Because uh, the Marriott is definitely like the center, right? That's uh, the Pulse Bar, that area. That's always packed, uh, almost always now. Um, and uh, it seemed like the Hilton was the one that people were, that you go there and it was so quiet. Um, yeah, I thought but, it was funny this year how they tried to like kind of get some nightlife going in the Hilton. <laughs> they like, did. They had a DJ, yeah. right? 
It kind yeah. of made me giggle a little bit. I mean, it like half worked, and like I went over there drunk, and it was pretty cool. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess that was. They had. When I was sober, I was like, "This is silly," but then when I was drunk, I was like, "Yeah, okay, I get it." <laughs> was trying too hard. Yeah, they yeah, they were, but it's okay. I mean, like, I get it. I know that they want people to come, like, spend money on their renovated area. Like, that's cool. I mean, they had DJs out there when people were taking big cosplay group photos, and you couldn't hear the people trying to direct the photo yeah. shoot. DJ going, "Hey, Dragon Con!" We're like, uh, "Yeah, we know where we're going. Thank you, bye." It's two. It's two p.m., dude. Well, yeah. and but it was interesting because <laughs> when we were in the Hilton. We were, Mike and I had went there to get some, I think like a beer or something. And we were sitting in the restaurant and it was so loud there now. We couldn't even hear ourselves talk in the restaurant because of the DJ. Yeah. Yeah. And that used to be a nice little quiet restaurant. Um, well, uh, you know, and I like, kind of tucked in that you could just go to and it wasn't really that much of a hassle, but poof, it was loud. And I think the Hilton is also where, and I could be wrong on this because I haven't done a whole lot of them, but I think the Hilton is also where they do a lot of the big photography group meetups. Um, So if that's something you're interested in, that might be one of the hotels that you want to stay in. Also, um, before Thursday became like a (laughs) semi-official, official official game day, uh, I know the Trader Vic's party always had a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Trader Vic's party. And that place was always packed. I would wait 20 minutes just to get a drink. Yeah. Yeah, see, I avoid yep. Trader Vic's during Dragon Con. I'll go any other weekend. <laughs> yeah. not in that twenty Con. minutes, I could have got up to my room and back. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> if you took the stairs, <laughs> I have, I have, have my Turvis tumbler. I'm good. Thank you. The uh, uh, yeah, what's I'm an adult. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, Trader Vic's is always a, a great place for me to go. I always, I still. I mean, there it's a, every it's Thursday. A great experience, yeah, and I still like to go on Thursday. I just don't necessarily go there to get drunk on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I've also, you know, um, you know, I go to Trader Vic's throughout the year, and during Dragon Con, I mean, the menu changes. That's true. Uh, the drinks feel a little watered down, uh, and the, the uh, service is way low cal- caliber compared to yeah. the yes, rest of because the year. they hire like a bunch of temps. Yeah, yeah. so you they, people don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's not the well, it's not the trader Vic's experience. I will yeah. say that um, uh, a few friends of mine tried to meet up and have lunch while uh, while we were at Dragon Con a couple of years ago. And we were able to get seated and have lunch, but uh, the woman who was there pretty much acted as if it was, you know, her gifting us with the opportunity uh-huh. to have a table, even though there was no one around. No one, no one in the restaurant <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah. That so was, we that was asked one year to add two people to our reservation. That was the last time I went. And they were like, no, you can't. And we like, okay, so we showed up an hour later for our reservation. No one near us. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and I get that. I get that the I'm ratio like, really? of people who are there versus staff is definitely something. I've been in hospitality for yeah. years. Like, I get that, but, but for one table. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, really? It's, yeah, it's, I can't recommend going to Trader Vic's during Dragon Con. But it is a wonderful experience, and you should go. It's a dying yes. breed of restaurants. Don't, don't Absolutely. take this I don't as think a ever, I don't think I've ever been. <laughs> you should go. You should really you should go. go. Not to the con. Like, I'm yeah. not convinced I could get there. <laughs> 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 Whoa! 
you have to pregame before you get there so that you know how to find your way. Like, I think it's in the Hilton somewhere, but I'm not sure. It is, it is tricky. Please take the, her to Trader Vic's. The, the secret to getting to Trader Vic's is that you can access it outside the hotel. Yes. So people forget that. They wait so long for that elevator because there's only like two elevators that go there and then but meanwhile you could step outside and go right in right walk right in Uh, to be honest though the the outside entrance isn't as um prominent if you're just walking by and you don't know what you're looking for yeah it's just that 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 huge big tiki in the front is really kind of not noticeable i I think it is i had a cop you don't know Granted, I had had a rum runner or two. Or three. Or four. Or so, five. So, okay, so this this is the question to ask this group. As far as all the hotels go, right? Huh. Which has the best, like, drink bar experience? <laughs> My, My hotel no. room? <laughs> There's no waiting. It's I, don't, really I don't pay for drinks at Dragon as a rule. Okay, so you have to factor in, well... Obviously, your own service and turnaround time is going to be better. You have to factor in people watching. Well, exactly. That's why I love when we do the ESO meet and greet, when we do it at the 21 Story Bar over at uh, the Hyatt. We, you know, love doing people watching most of the time because, you know, when we're waiting for people to show up or we're there talking and stuff, some of the costumes we see because it's Thursday night and that's like when they have the bunny party and they have the wrestling and they have all these different costumes for thursday night it's just amazing to people watch and it's it's poised right next to the sky bridge so as people are coming out from over at the marriott it's great to see yeah it really i would say I've, I've not had a bad experience at that bar well i've had some drinks that weren't strong enough for me. Yeah, oh, the, the, the buckets will, of rum have gotten weaker over That's years. exactly yeah. what I was about to say because the buckets of rum have become so weak it's not even worth spending no, what the thirteen bucks the 10, to get. Twelve dollars, yeah. Maybe you guys have just, you know, like built up an immunity to it. After <laughs> 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 decades of buckets of rum. Bite your tongue, girl. <laughs> I wish that was the problem. I know. <laughs> I'd be a cheaper date. <laughs> Where's the rum gone? What? Poor, not in this bucket. Never be said at Triton Con. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, it almost felt so, like this year, though, that there wasn't even any rum in the bucket. I think they waved the mix <laughs> over a bottle of rum. Is what yeah, they exactly. They had the fumes of it. This has really just become a hotel bar critique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do know um, from... The Pulse uh, is so crazy busy, it's hard to get attention at the Pulse, much less yeah. a drink. Yes. Well, yes. If, I mean, honestly, you have the, to be showing body parts to get attention there. Totally. I'm yeah, waiting polls... for. I'm waiting for in the mornings to jump subjects a little. I'm waiting for in the mornings for the uh, for the little cafes to set up little like kiosk carts with baked goods and coffee, so you don't have to stand uh, in line uh, for forty uh, minutes at, at a Starbucks <laughs> or something. Yes. Oh right? my God, the Starbucks at the Marriott overcharges way too much. Well, I mean, and even the, and if you go to the one that's over uh, by vending, you have to wait there for an hour and a half. Uh-uh. That's true. No, you're exactly right. But it's just amazing because, but there is also the Dunkin' Donuts and the two caribou coffees over there, too. I didn't know about a Dunkin' Donuts. I'm sad. 
this is this is why we have this podcast to educate people dunkin donuts there is a dunkin donuts over at the suntrust plaza uh food court and take that other that other if that sky bridge right exactly the other sky bridge that goes off of the one between the hyatt and the marriott it's only open though on um friday of dragon con and i think it might be open on monday too i'm not 100 percent sure i mean that's mostly useless then. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there is a secret Duncan and a Starbucks. If you go to the Weston and keep going down the street, just another block or two near the courtyard, there's a Starbucks near Georgia state. And on the other street, right behind it is a Dunkin Donuts. I think I've been to that Dunkin Donuts. Right. But then also if you go a block on Cortland street, a block past the Sheraton. There's also a Waffle House. So we need oh, no. to make our we need to make our own coffee map. Yes. <laughs> to distribute to to needy people it's on a, it's Thursday, a, I, on Wednesday and I, Thursday. I, I'm getting the impression there's going to be another um, Dragon Con Con Report video uh, that we can air. <laughs> Uh, a tour of all the places to get coffee. But you have to make sure that you do it with landmarks because I don't do streets. I do landmarks. Yeah, it would have to be landmarks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know to. what the funny thing about it is? It just shows how old we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say we should do one for the bars and lounges. But, yeah, probably coffee would probably be more um, apropos. Uh, yeah. The um, – one of the morning things I do want to add the evening tour, find the alcohol in the evening, find the coffee in the morning. One of the things I did want to add about the the bars, uh, particularly um, the Weston uh, Plaza, the oh. bar there is full of the writers. That's where all the writers yes. hang out. Whenever they're not on panels, they're at the Weston bar. Yeah. Uh, um, so if you want to uh, hang out with the any writers at Dragon Con, just go to the Weston bar. Do you think it's because they both start with W? I didn't make that connection. <laughs> Still, so maybe it's just where the writing track is. I think so. Okay. They don't. They don't go very far. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah, you'll you if you see a writer at the Sheridan, he's lost. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, because they don't have yeah, because now it's it's also strange because. The, the dynamic with moving around a lot of the tracks is weird because for the longest time, certain tracks were in certain hotels and you identified those, but now they've track, yeah, yeah. exactly. But now over the last, especially last year, it just felt weird going to like the Brit track uh, was not at the Sheridan. I just thought that was odd. I mean, it just felt weird. It did feel weird. And it's just things you have to get used to because you go now to the Hilton down into the basement of it. And you have the right next to the podcasting track is Brit track. You also had the animation track right there too. And it's just, it was just amazing to see them all together. It's just like, this just doesn't feel right. It is, I guess you have doesn't to feel right, to it. but it, it worked for those tracks. They got better rooms, bigger oh, rooms. They did. And, and I think they probably would get, I don't know, more traffic. I don't know. It seemed like the, the panels were, that we attended that we did in those track rooms were better attended than a couple years ago. Oh, very much so. But the rooms were bigger and you had more chance of 
you know, better crowds and didn't have to worry about them turning away people at the outside. I mean, getting rid of uh, getting the the sci-fi classics and the sci-fi, you know, current or whatever uh, media tracks out of that weird L-shaped room just had to happen because that was just crazy. Mm -hmm. No, the room that uh, Joe and Gary have for the classics is just awesome. But, uh, I mean, the wrestling is still always at the Hyatt. Um, the concerts are kind of now spread out, right? The venues for seeing bands and artists. Uh, I think the big shows are still at the Hyatt. Uh, it used to be your biggest guests were always at the Hyatt. But I think the Marriott Ballroom now uh, oversees that, right? They're now the big guests are, if you're going to go to a panel there, you need to line up at the, at the Marriott, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't line up. No. no. I, I have YouTube for later after that. That's I, why they have Dragon Con TV. Come on. Yeah. Uh -uh. Well, certainly, certainly when you're walking around, you must see the lines. I laugh at them. Yeah, sure. Sweetie, everything looks like a line at Dragon Con, a very slow moving line. That's true. <laughs> You just get into one and you don't know what it's and, for. And you, you keep just going. Hope that it's, yeah. You hope it's you hope the bathroom, you... but. <laughs> or the bar. <laughs> Please don't confuse the two. Well, if you wind up at the end and you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Some things will never um, change. And, uh, of course, now with, uh, you know, uh, America's Mart being such a big factor, a lot of the the, uh, the exhibitors, all the, you know, now the, the, the comic folks are out of the hotels. So for the longest time, the Hyatt seemed to be the home of where, uh, you know, the comic and pop art artist alley was. And that, that was a really nice. It had moved around a lot, though. I mean, it had been in the Marriott and then it was at the Hilton and then it was at the Hyatt. So. Yeah, that one moved every few years. Uh, but I really thought it was they had found a good home at the basement of the Hyatt there. And I was kind of skeptical that when it moved over to America Smart, but it's the people are still coming over there. Sometimes they can't get in there. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the problem with America. Does that turn out to be pretty good for you guys to be moved over to America's Mart? Um the first year was kind of bumpy because it was the first year, but last year seemed better. So I think people now know where it is. And uh, last year, I thought the traffic was handled a lot better than the first year. Because, yeah, sometimes on Saturdays, you can't get in there because of the whole, like, there's yeah. just too many people in there. Fire Marshal Bill was at his best. Yeah. Well, Saturday so, and Sunday, it's like, if you're planning on doing shopping and you want something for sure, or you need it for your costume, you either need to get there early in the morning, like, first thing, or get there like i guess friday is when they open mike is that what it was last year yeah yeah okay so I, I, i'm wondering if, yeah i'm wondering if that's going to be because what they did last year was officially it opened just the same time that it's always opened on friday afternoon but they had a soft opening where they just let people in so if you got there friday after nine you could walk around artist alley and you could walk around the um exhibitor hall but um, so I'm wondering if this year they're going to make it official that it's going to open earlier Friday. And it might even be open on Thursday, although that's going yeah. to mess around with a lot of people trying to set up. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah. that's still kind of crazy. So, so yeah, that's I, I say Saturday and Sunday is when everyone on the one and two day tickets are going to be there. If you're a pro and you've seen most of the dealers 
you know, wears before, uh, wait for Monday. (laughs) Because it's a lot less crowded there because everyone's packing up and leaving and all that jazz. So You could also get some great bargains. You can. Yeah. Uh, You may miss out on the one thing you wanted. So that's why I I say go Friday and then go on Monday. But Saturday and Sunday. I will say that my argument is for Friday. Because I do know a couple of vendors who will actually give first day of con discounts because they know everybody waits until the last day and they want to get their sales up first. Well, that's, that's not a bad. That's cool. That's a, that's an excellent so, you know, motivation. You go Friday and you go Monday. <laughs> yeah, but Saturday and Sunday leave that leave that for the the one day folks. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I did like about America Smart and being over there for Artist Alley was that. Um, the first year I did it, I just was still getting my bearings over there and I didn't really know the lay of the land. Last year, I really got to interact because the panels were in the Westin. So I got to interact, I got to use the bridge to go from America's Mart to the Westin. And it was like a whole different convention experience for me because I had not really been familiar with the Westin at all or America's Mart for that matter. So I pretty much had stuck to the Hyatt, the Marriott, the Hilton, occasionally. The Sheridan. So now we found we spend a lot of time at the Westin, and so much so that this year we're actually going to stay at the Westin for the first time. Uh, we've been staying at the Marriott for the past few years, but last year, uh, staying in the ninth floor, solo, so loud, uh, was not a great experience. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, uh, it was very loud, very late uh, into the evening, and. Uh, yeah, I, you gotta be careful. If you are staying at the uh, Marriott, uh, the, yeah, plugs. it does. It's, Earplugs yeah, are required. Ear, yes, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I yeah, totally it, it was like it. when we did the uh, ESO network recording in your <laughs> room this year. You could hear right through the door <laughs> the whole time. Oh wow! Yeah, I do and when like the, the post bar closes. Like people have like you know, music that they that they play. So you like that? yeah, you hear the all every night, every every and it closes. But then like someone in the crowd like has something and they just the music continues somehow. Like someone is prepared. But uh, it's a damn stormtrooper with the boombox. That's <laughs> yeah, probably DJ that guy. The Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah, he just got off he work at the Hilton. And he's going he's, over he's there. still thrumming. You yo, 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 Dragon Con! Woo! I, I will say that I like the open spaces of the Westin. The Westin is very open. Yes. And that's that's a nice, pleasant feeling, and it helps spread people out without feeling too congested. Mm-hmm. That's definitely it's also, that. it's the quietest of the hotels, I think. It is. Next it's to the Hilton, Hilton, I think. The Hilton's pretty quiet. Well, it might no, be. Not, not with that. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. The Hilton used to be really quiet. Let me rephrase. Well, the Sheraton's well, also fairly quiet, too. No, it's kind uh, No? Not with all the food yeah. trucks outside and registration yeah. constantly. And the one, no. part, and the one part of the Hilton <laughs> that was never quiet was where the bar is, where they've got, like, it seemed like 24-hour karaoke. <laughs> that's okay it's the dj a... crowns it out now it's okay it's not official karaoke yeah, yeah. No. so uh so that like was gangster karaoke really it's where the writers go when they've had too much i was impressed though that the, with the renovations they did do at the uh hilton this year yeah they the only thing that i was sad about was they took out the stairs yeah to I the, the trader vicks 
and the escalators. Yeah. So now I was like, how do I get upstairs? I, was I like, know, right? <laughs> like, you have to go? walk to, to the other side. No, not the elevator. You no. have to. You have to levitate off the sick beats from that DJ. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, take this. It'll help. <laughs> you have to wait for the beat to drop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was. I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Well, any last words that we have, uh, suggestions or, or comments about any of the, uh, the, the, the five hotels that make up uh, DragonCon? If you can get into a hosting hotel, get into a hosting hotel. Um, don't break yourself for it. It's not worth that much. But try to get into a hosting hotel. It is totally worth it. Well, it's also truthfully never let go of that spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only problem with the hosting hotels, like some of them, do grandfather. I know the Marriott yeah. does not, though. Yeah, the, the Marriott and the Westin do not. Yes. So, so and then yeah, I, Westin, the Westin goes on sale. I recommend the Legacy program. Like, if you can get that, keep it. Like, that's what we have, and it has taken so much stress out of our lives just to mm-hmm. not have to deal with the hotel room situation every year yeah. just to know that we're going to be okay and like i mean if you can get it do it 100 percent. and that being said you know there's tons of other hotels nearby so yeah, your dragon con's not ruined are... oh yeah i stay at one yeah. of the hotels a block away yeah and I uh i don't know i don't think i could do that <laughs> I, think that I, stayed was really the, I stayed at the Hampton in one year and it was pretty nice actually yeah. the, the other thing with the hosting hotels is plan 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 if it's your first year and you've never been in one call and find out what their Dragon Con uh, policy is before you get your room I got in one year uh, to actually book a room but I didn't have the required deposit that they needed so find out what their deposit policy is before you go and do that in case you're going in on the room with several different people. And if you can't get, or if you do get a hosting hotel room and you're crashing with somebody, see if you can either park your car at a barter station and take the uh, tram into the hotel or um, have somebody drop you off. Yeah, so that that's why I pay do. extra parking. Exactly. Because parking, yeah. parking is insanely priced and it fills up really fast. It fills up yes. like by Thursday night. Yeah, by yes. Thursday night, a lot of the host hotel parkings is sold out. It doesn't yep. matter if you have a room. You can complain all you want. It doesn't change anything. No, nope. no, exactly. <laughs> that sounds like the voice of experience. You can go park at one of the anything. other garages, you know, five blocks away. And It'll cost you away. just as much. Exactly. <laughs> if not more. Yeah. <laughs> Well, very cool. And uh, it, look, the hotel, the hotels, um, you know, they each have their own identity, but they're all part of Dragon Con. And I think, like I said, I think it really is what makes Dragon part of what makes Dragon Con a large part of what makes Dragon Con Dragon Con. Like yeah. the fact that the party goes on twenty four hours a day. You know, it's not a convention center. It is all these hotels, and everybody's just hanging out. Um, and it's uh, it it gives the even though it's a big con. Uh, you can find little places that give it a small con feel. There, there's one more point, Mike, before we wrap this yeah. up, is you need to make sure if you're dealing with the hotel and it's your credit card or debit card, you need to know their rules. Yeah. Yep. Keep up with your expiration dates. Call that hotel. Get the names of the people you talk to. Get all that stuff written down because you may need it if something is to magically go wrong with your reservation. Yes, also- it has happened to me. 
I do have one more thing, and that is the hotel staff, while they are completely stressed out because there are so many of us and we are a rowdy group to deal with, please, please, please tip your wait your uh, your staff. Please. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. We'd like to continue to go back to our hotels, and honestly, with the mysterious things they clean up, they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> true story. True story. Very true story. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, very cool. Well, thanks everybody. And uh, I'm like I said, Eternal Zan will be talking a little bit more about the hotels, but uh, and so the hotel situation now. But uh, before we get to Zan, we're going to hear from Michelle Biddick Simmons. Hey everyone, welcome back. Now we are here with Michelle from Drop by Dragon Con. Happy New Year, my dear. Happy New Year. It's nice to talk to you. It's wonderful to talk to you. How has everything been since Dragon Con for you? Um, very good, busy, but but good. Things I think are uh leveling out for a lot of people, and that's a good thing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the winter doldrums a lot of times and right after the holidays. This is when people realize, oh, I really did pack it on during oh, yeah. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing is, uh, the sun changing in August, literally around the time that we're at Dragon Con, is the first step when people start wanting to hibernate and gain weight. And it's the light not hitting our eyes at a certain angle that causes sad, and it actually causes your body to want to go curl up someplace and eat a lot more carbs and high-fat stuff to survive the winter. And so, I mean, there's, there's biological basis for what we do and then add in the depression of the holidays and you eat everything in sight. So. Oh, exactly. And you know, there's a reason they put out all those candies at the holiday parties or in the office and such. And you know, you're, you're craving it in a lot of ways. Your body's trying to pack it on for the coming winter. Well, and you know, the thing with the holidays too, the, the candy and stuff is also, um, it's that trying to get childhood back to, and um, it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing because it's like, mm, yes, you can have it, but have it in moderation. But um, okay, I always name every segment, and this one is not all things are like the other, and it's connected to one of these things is not like the other. Um, what I'm going to talk about tonight is there's this article that recently came out, and the interesting thing is it's actually been hit on an article since 2012-2013, and it was an article listing the best diets, and the point that everybody's really going after in it, as the news media does, is that the keto diet is considered the worst diet. Um, and there are a lot of people currently that are on the keto diet, and they I knew people were going to get upset, so I tried to head this off, but the reason that they found the keto diet to be the worst um, is a, it's the most popular right now. It's the one that's trending the most, but it's because, well, here's the deal for the short term being on the keto diet can make you lose weight because it's very high fat and then protein and then exceedingly low carb. Well, of course your body is going to be, well, the way the body works, it will be burning fat when it's living on fat and protein more than carb. Um, the problem is this, for a short run, it's fine, but their problem with it was, A, it doesn't teach you what to do to lose weight, because as soon as you come off of it, you're in the same place you were before when you were eating what you were eating before, 
and you're going to gain it back. But their big problem in the long run is this. It's not sustainable and it's highly dangerous. Um, if you have a healthy liver and healthy kidneys, a short run of it, perfectly fine. If you have any issues with kidneys and liver, you have a problem. We have a friend that went on, uh, the Adkins is the close relative to this diet. And we have a friend that went on Adkins years ago. And I remember asking him, I was really worried about him. And I asked, do you have any kidney problems? No. Do you have any liver problems? No. And then one day while we were out driving around, he called me and said, Michelle, I'm peeing blood. <laughs> and I'm like, I knew he wouldn't go to the ER. So I was like, what? yeah, he wouldn't. There's no way. So I, I knew what to do because I knew him and, and I wasn't able to be the one to you know get him to go to the ER. So what I said was, oh, you should call um, your nurse on call. I knew who his doctor was and I knew if he called the nurse on call, I knew exactly what would happen. And my husband, as soon as I hung up, said he's going to call them and they're going to tell him to go to the ER. I was like, yes. And if he doesn't, then they have a record that he didn't go to the ER. And Later on, I asked him, I said, what was going on? He's like, oh, well, one of my kidneys is misshapen because he's had so many years of infection. So I'm like, so you went on this knowing you had a kidney issue. Yes. So this is really and truly the issue with being on anything that's high fat, high protein for that long. If you already have an issue, it makes it worse. If you don't have an issue, it can push it into having an issue. But um, they're also putting... Um, they're also putting the whole 30 down with this, and it's also because it's not really substantiated information on it. But the thing is, if it's a short run, if it's not going to be something you're going to be, if you're trying to do a quick burst to lose weight, you know, talk to your doctor, have them keep an eye on you, and do it. Don't try to go into it where you're going to be on it for a year. And I do know people that are doing that, and it kind of uh, worries me. But what they are saying are the best ones are the Mediterranean diet and then the DASH diet. Now, DASH is the hypertension diet, and it's low, low salt, and it really is like good veggies and stuff like that, lean meats, et cetera, and it is a very good one. And Mediterranean is an overall well-rounded diet where you get balanced, like you still get um, a little higher fat, you get good protein, and then your carbs are good, but it is sort of the 80-20 because you can have stuff – you wouldn't expect to be able to have, but you're doing it in moderation. Um, I have been, I'm going to really try to get through this because I know this is short. I've been doing a lot of research because there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that is in the biomedical field and um, the nutrition field that's really, it's it's been really substantiating stuff that we've been talking about for a while, like intermittent, fast, intermittent fasting. I don't really like intermittent fasting. Um, however, there was a reason I didn't like it because I'm seeing more and more people going with shorter and shorter windows. And yeah, there are some people that genetically can do that. Other people it doesn't work for and can actually can kind of push them back. And um, in, in some cases there are people that have ended up being gluten sensitive because of it or have other things happen, like suddenly have allergies. Well, there's a thing called time restricted eating, um, which is the one that if you're going to do intermittent fasting, really try this one. It's a 10-hour window when you eat, and prime would be an 8-hour window. Now, here's the big thing about it. The minute that you get up in the morning, drink water, but the minute you're not putting just water in your mouth, even if it's water with lemon or vinegar in the morning or a cup of coffee unsweetened or tea unsweetened, guess what? Even medication, all of those are 
xenotrophs. They are not something that your body recognizes as itself. Therefore, they will have to be processed by the kidneys and the liver. So anything not water turns your metabolism on. So I know all these people that think they're intermittent fasting, and what they're doing is like, oh, in a couple of hours before I go to bed, I'll have tea, just an herbal tea. Well, your body doesn't recognize that, so your metabolism starts burning, so you're not actually fasting. Um, but go and do research on that. That's really, really interesting, and it's one of those things that is um, really showing promise, particularly with adding telomeres back to your DNA, and that's a good thing. Well, here's a question, though. I know a few people, including myself, who has been doing apple cider vinegar daily. Right. Has that been shown to help with weight loss? Okay, let me tell you. What they're doing research in that right now is actually less the, the weight loss stuff. The stuff I'm seeing is um, people trying to see if it can help deal with fatty livers. And if if they haven't really said yes or no yet, and it has to be a long-term study, but it's multiple people doing the studies. And the fact that they found some good evidence is what's keeping them going, because if they'd seen stuff that was negative, they would go to mice and push it back, because we still test on mice and rats in most cases first, but they actually have shown it in where they're doing some studies with humans, because it's a limited thing and they can go in and do the blood work and see if there's damage right away, but they're actually seeing some good results. Well, if it's helping the liver deal with excess fat, that does give us a hint that it will be something that at some point they should be able to say does help with weight loss. Now, I will say a lot of doctors for decades have told people to switch to straight vinegar, particularly ones that have the mother or are less processed on salads and on vegetables. So there's that's telling you that there has to be some anecdotal evidence, which they don't really consider evidence, but it's something that gets us researching stuff. Well, I will say this, since I've been doing it and I went for my physical, the doctor said my cholesterol has dropped yeah. big time. And I've seen that in other friends that do the same thing. And it's the same with like coconut oil. They're panning coconut oil now, but from what I've been trying to find, I'm pulling up this stuff and reading the research, and that's not really what they're saying. In most cases, they're really checking to see what people are doing with it, but I'm actually wondering if there's something behind, because uh, it is, coconut oil is not a great fat. However, the chain shape, um, I try to explain this, it lays down in bumps, which is the best way that you want fat to do. You don't want fat that lays down flat, because that actually is what clogs your system. But the coconut fat seems to be able to help remove cholesterol as well, and yet it's being panned by all these different people. And I kind of have a, like, I wonder if the diet industry is behind some of the studies. And I tell everybody this all the time. Try to find out who's behind the study when you get the info, because uh, researchers are great, and they're trying to do the best that they can, but sometimes they'll have funding from a group, and it kind of colors their results in order to get other things that they can study to keep the money flowing. And I don't want to say that about anybody, but sadly enough, it does happen. Of course. Well, we're wrapping up on time. Any last right. thoughts? Um, try to get 30 grams of protein in the morning. Cortisol is highest in the morning. Keep your carbs at night. And really and truly only once or twice a week, splurge the rest of the time, 80, 20, and your life will be better. Excellent. Thanks so much, Michelle. And thank you. How can people find you real quick? 
drop by Dragon Con. We're going to be changing how we sort people because we've had a um, we've had a you know trolls trying to get in recently, and we're going to be a little tighter about it where people have to unlock their page so we can see it. But it is a fabulous group. I love the people. They're really supportive, and if you need someone behind you to push you and help you go, we're it. You guys are a great inspiration to many people. Thank you for everything you've done, and we will see you next month. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Now we are here with Eternal Zan for 2018. Welcome, Hi. Zan. So excited to be back. How are you this year? I am wonderful. Thank you very much. What I am excited about for January is that February is so close by, and that means parade registration will be opening. Definitely. And how long does registration usually last for those who have never done it before? Well, for people who've never done it before, they might be surprised to know that parade registration opens in February, and it used to stay open for months. But last year, it closed in, I think, maybe a day and a half. It was a pretty short time period. So if you want to be in the parade, um, as of this recording, the official Dragon Con website is having some problems, so I don't recommend visiting there. But you can visit the Dragon Con parade resources online, and I think their Facebook group is very helpful because it's got a lot of good information in their pinned post. So just search for Dragon Con Parade, and it'll come right up in your Facebook search. And they're going to open registration February 15th, but we don't know the exact time. So just keep an eye on that Facebook group, and they will post in there when the application opens. And then you just fill it out, follow the instructions, especially if you've got a vehicle, like a car you want in the parade, a car or a truck. Register. You can also register those, and then they'll give you all the information you need. Exactly. It's really good information to get, and the parade is almost becoming a spectacle on its own with Dragon Con. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I've been in it the past couple of years with uh, leading a couple parade groups, and it's just really enjoyable whether you're in it or whether you're watching it or you watch it on Dragon Con TV from the comfort of your hotel room, just sleep in a little bit on Saturday morning. It, it's definitely a highlight for me, and I know it's the way a lot of people might have first heard of Dragon Con or become aware of it because they saw the parade. Exactly. So, you know, I definitely worth checking out, and Dragon Con is growing each year. The parade, it's amazing how much it has grown since even when I, since I started going in 2004. So it's yep, pretty amazing. Yep, that's about when I started going. So, you know, it's cool. So what else do we have to talk about? Well, I asked for, for questions online from people about what my segment should cover this year because mostly I focus, for people new to the podcast, mostly – I focus on helping people get hotel rooms and learn about that process. And normally I would say, again, go to the DragonCon website and look at their look at their page on host hotels. But since their website's having problems right now, the best way, if you have a question you want to get answered is to send them an email. And that is dragoncon at dragoncon.org. And then you will directly be contacting actual dragon con not just unofficial fans who help out like me and they can give you real answers if you want the fan perspective on things that's the dragon con rooms facebook group and a very popular topic in there is 
Airbnb. People want to know if it's a good idea to use Airbnb as a plan B. Say you want a host hotel, you've listened to this podcast and you've heard about the pros and cons of each hotel. And you say, say you really want the Hyatt, but you know it's sold out because all the host hotels sell out about a year in advance. And throughout the year, more spaces will become available. But depending on how far away you're traveling from, I travel from far enough away that I need some place to stay. Driving in daily is not an option for me. I don't even live in Georgia. So Airbnb is a good plan B, but I highly recommend that you confirm your reservation ahead of time, like about a week ahead of time or whatever you need to find another place to stay because there are also issues with people canceling and raising their rates because sometimes people will book far ahead and then it turns out that the place where you're staying realizes, oh, that's Dragon Con weekend. They cancel your, your reservation last minute, may or may not tell you, and then jack up the rates for the next person staying there because I'm sure their thought process is, hey, people are paying three to $400 a night for a hotel room. Maybe I should be charging more for the house that I'm renting out. Maybe I can make more out of this. And yes, that's against Airbnb rules, but it doesn't stop people. So it's a good idea to read reviews, maybe stay with a super host. A super host is somebody who's got a very good customer satisfaction rating on Airbnb. So you definitely wanna do a little bit of research about who you're staying with to make sure that you have a reservation that's as secure as can be. Because if somebody who owns their house cancels on you, you really have no recourse. You know, you can't go to upper management because they're the owner of the house. Well, that's anywhere you stay though, is you should always do research. If it's a hotel, if it's a Airbnb or, you know, something like that, or even, you know, if you're sharing rooms, there's always places to see reviews of the places that you're going to be staying. Don't just do it willy-nilly, folks. You're going to ask for trouble if you do that. So another thing to keep in mind is you might be able to book a room at a host hotel, but not do it through the official Dragon Con link. So for example, if you want to book with Hotels.com or Booking.com or Expedia or any third-party site, Again, just like with Airbnb, you want to confirm your reservation at least a week ahead of time before DragonCon because those sites, it's kind of like airlines can overbook a flight and they can sell more seats on the airline than they actually have room. Hotels can do the same thing. So if you've got a cheap discount room and they need to bump some people because they've overbooked, you're at a, highly, a higher likelihood of being bumped. So you want to be doubly sure that a reservation you think is yours is actually still valid because sometimes honest mistakes happen. People have showed up to a hotel only to be told, oh, sorry, it's all full. And then they might offer you another place to stay, which the rest of the year might not be a big deal. But at DragonCon, you don't want to stay at an alternate hotel five miles away. So if you want to avoid that, definitely confirm your reservation and make sure you have the reservation that you think you have. Oh, and one more thing. Also, know the name and street address of your hotel because there are a lot of peach trees in Atlanta and you want to make sure that if you have a room at, say, the Hyatt Regency, 
that it's really the Hyatt Regency that's the host hotel of DragonCon and not say the Hyatt Place, which is down the street. So there are a lot of hotels with the same names and the same, you know, monikers. So just be careful about that, folks. Yeah, it, it does get a little confusing between the similarity of the hotel names and the street names. So always double check that so your reservation is where you wanted it to be. Exactly. And just just to be sure, you know, if they say it's the hotel next to the Waffle House, then you worry. Because there's more than one Waffle House in Atlanta. Yeah, it's like giving directions and saying, oh, you turn at the McDonald's. Like exactly. How many, yeah, there could be two or three McDonald's on that same street, and it gets confusing. Well, thank you so much, Sam. Any final thoughts before we head out? Just that I'm really looking forward to this year. Well, it's going to be a great year and looking forward to hearing what everyone has to talk about and what you're going to bring us. Thank you so much as always and happy new year, my dear. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Zan. And now we're going to start uh, a new segment uh, for the uh Dragon Con Con Report for this year. Uh, it's called Dragon Tales. It's uh, going to be at the tail end of the show, and we're gonna, each going to tell a story of uh, some uh, something that happened to us at a Dragon Con past experience that best uh, sort of summarizes or um, you know the best we, a reflection on Dragon Con that uh, that uh, makes us all uh, want to be at the con even more. So. Um, uh, and uh, Mike and I will go first, and but we encourage people, uh, listeners, uh, to write in or send us your stories. You can send us an audio version of your story. You can call in to the the the, call, the, the phone line, the feedback line, 404-963-9057, and leave an audio uh, announcement about your story. Or you can um, you know send it to us. We'll read it in an email. Or um, you can come on the show, and we can schedule you to come on the show and uh, tell your Chris, uh, t- Christmas story. Yes, Christmas story, right. Uh, <laughs> You'll shoot your <laughs> eye out, your eye out. <laughs> Exactly. There we go. Uh, you can tell us your own dragon tale. So, um, but, and I will start, um, and, you know, I've said mine, this one, you know, I've said it before, so uh, for those people who've listened to the show a lot or uh, any of the Earth Station One shows, uh, I, I've mentioned this story many times, so forgive me, but it really is uh, a moment where I, I really appreciated Dragon Con probably the most. And that was a few years ago. Uh, it was on Thursday. It was day one. Uh, we had just registered and uh, set up uh, our table at in Artist Alley, and we were getting ready to uh, chill for the night. So we went to the Hyatt, and I believe I did have a bucket of room. Um, and, uh, then we were going to, the plan was to, uh, have a few drinks and then go to the hotel where we were at, which we were not at one of the host hotels. This was the, uh, last night that I stayed at a non-host hotel. (laughs) Um, we were going to go to the host hotel, get the stuff out of the car, our, our bags and, uh, clothes and whatnot, and go to the room and, uh, you know, uh, retire for the evening. And when we got to the parking deck, uh, my car doors were wide open. Um, my, my driver's side door was actually broken. Uh, the lock was broken. Um, there was a couple of suitcases just scattered about the parking deck. Um, and, uh, most, uh, most of the other, um, backpacks and whatnot in the car were gone, completely gone. Uh, so yes, we had, we had been robbed. Um, 
It was, uh, it was a, yeah, the carload full of my stuff, as well as uh, the award-winning author Barbie Nash's stuff. So um, most of the books that he was planning on selling that weekend were gone, were taken. They didn't take any of my books. So I've always kind of uh, felt that. Uh, <laughs> felt a little slighted there, Mikey. So we, we carried on, though, and uh, tried to have a, a good convention. Um, but apparently the stress or something had gotten to me, and uh, I decided to drink a little bit more than usual. And, um, yeah, the fun did not stop there because, uh, uh, because of various, uh, physical conditions that I won't uh, bore anybody with. But I realized the, the two days later that that morning I woke up and I realized I had a blood clot in my leg. So I went to the ER to get that taken care of. And I spent most of the day on Saturday at the ER. Uh, but, uh, I was cleared to come back to the convention and, uh, if these, if either one of those things had happened, uh, and a weekend, even by themselves, that um, I wasn't at Dragon Con, I probably would have been quite miserable. Uh, but the fact that I was surrounded by all my friends, despite the fact that um, you know there was still some really great stuff happening at the show, despite the fact that I still had fans coming to the table, um, and I had books to sell. Um, the fact that uh, I uh, I got to meet Jillian Anderson, um, it made everything seem okay. And I thought this is this is what Dragon Con's all about, really. Like, I mean, life sucked for a good two days there. Uh, the two incidents that happened really sucked, but but uh, I I I got over them because I was at Dragon Con. So um, I, I definitely don't look at it as as the best con experience I ever had, but in some ways it, uh, it was because if it, if it, like I said, if those instances had happened at other times, I, I probably just would have been miserable, but, uh, dragon con did not let me be miserable. So, so that meant a lot to me. So, um, and I can honestly say that every year that I've been going to dragon con, it's, it's not only bigger, but it's better. So. Well, each year it gets better and better. And that's one of the great things about dragon con. Yes. Do you have a, a story? Oh, I've got a few of them. One that reminded me of that was that same weekend when you were you were hanging out, telling everybody about what had happened between the car and then your trip to the hospital. Darren and I were trying to find a room to record the Dragon Con report, you know, the ESO recording that we do every year. And we were all up in the upper lobby in the Marriott but in the back part where they used to do the blood drive and they do the puppetry track now. And we were, okay, this is going to be a great area to set up. This is great. All of a sudden this one girl runs out of one of the side rooms right to a garbage can that was right between Darren and I and just started hurling. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. At least she hit the can. She did hit the can. I think she almost she fell into the can. You know, <laughs> And Darren and I were just looked at each other and we were like, yeah, no. Yeah, not here. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, <laughs> I think that was the year we ended up in the base, the bowels of the uh, Marriott or something like that to do the recording. But yeah, it was, it was just weird how with Mike and everything that had happened that year. My is a little bit lighter, my Dragon Con memory and what drew me to Dragon Con. And I've told, I think I've told this story before also. It was the very first time I had ever went to, to Dragon Con. 
it was, this was 2003. This was the year before I actually went in the first time. At the time, William was four and we had just lived in Atlanta for a year, but everyone had been saying, Dragon Con, Dragon Con, you got, oh, you got to take him to Dragon Con. So I decided to be the cool dad and everything. And I had heard about the parade. And so at the time, you know, William was spending the weekends with me and I had him for Labor Day weekend. And we, you know, I said, all right, I'm going to do it that Saturday. I'm going to take him to the parade, not knowing anything, not knowing what to expect or anything. So we were driving up Andrew Young Boulevard. I didn't, I told, all I told him was we're going to a parade. And, you know, he was used to like a 4th of July parade or Macy's parade, nothing, you know, nothing like that in Atlanta, but, you know, so when we went to the, we're going up, I think it was like Andrew Young Boulevard, we were trying to find parking and all of a sudden he saw stormtroopers walking up the street to the parade route. He just like turned up to me and tapped me on the shoulder because he was in the back seat. He was like, dad, what kind of parade is this? And he says, one you will never forget, my son. And literally, we were able to, at the time, we got there at 9.30 or something because it was starting at 10. And this is 2003, so it, the parade was nowhere near as big as it is now. And we were able to, you know, line up right across from the Hyatt, you know, right on the street at 9.30 in the morning. That's unheard of nowadays. And... So we were there and the parade started. William was like pointing out all the different characters to me and he was enjoying it, loving it. And then got towards the end of the parade and a stormtrooper walked right up to William and gave him a hug. And it was like, wow. And I, he posed for a picture. I still have the picture up here in my wall in my office. And it is just one of the most classic things i've i can remember and from that point on it's like i want to find out about what dragon con is and it drew me to it and both william and i have gone every single year since and you know now william goes with his friends and his mom and you know he's 18 this is 14 years later and he hasn't missed one because of that and to me dragon con's magical it's like coming home to your family and I see people I only see once a year, but it's people that I care about, people I love. And, you know, it's just it's just a great time. And that's what Dragon Con is, my geek family reunion. I think I've heard many people refer to it as that, though. And that's, you know, to me, that's what it's all about. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm just waiting for the day now, like it's coming up, like within a couple of years, right? That uh, you're going to be at Dragon Con and, and William's going to run up to you and hurl. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's I probably mean, bound to happen. The circle so. of life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just have to Why look at it. Why is Oogie Boogie hurling chunks? Oh. <laughs> no. Hi, William. <laughs> I mean, it's very in character. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Only Nothing if bugs coming exactly. Out. Only if yeah. bugs and worms are coming out of his mouth. <laughs> he eats spaghetti the day before. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, thank you, Micah. Those were uh, cool dragon tail. And yes, 
With that, we're going to draw a close to our first episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. Uh, a big thanks to everyone for joining us on this episode, including Michelle Biddick-Simmons and Eternal Zan. And much thanks to our station crew. Thanks, Tacoma. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having That's, me. Absolutely. Thank you, Mary. Absolutely, guys. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Take, uh, take care. And uh, thanks, Darren. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime we can have 250 days to go and we have <laughs> crap to get done. Anytime we need to waste an evening, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're it's fine. also starry-eyed and optimistic right now. Well, I know all of you are working on <laughs> your... I, I know all of you are hard at work on your cosplay. Every I'm day, waiting so. for the rum to kick in. <laughs> Not the rum is over. It's apple pie now, right? Or is that no, over now? Oh, that, that's seasonal. That's only for dragon. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was going to say, is that is that fermenting now? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I didn't know how long the process that was. That uh, I, I make a quick one afternoon version because I don't have time to wait. <laughs> gotcha. Understood. <laughs> and no dropping it in the street this year. No. <laughs> Goodness. Don't waste pie. Well, I didn't and... waste it. It was just on the street. It's another <laughs> Yeah, people were, cosplayers were running out into the street. <gasps> oh, and started licking the street. <laughs> And of course, thank you, Mike, for which none of this would be possible. Hey, I'm just the uh, guy that hits record. Absolutely. That's the most important guy. We try to cover all we can with these specials, but uh, sorry, let me do that again. <clears throat> you need a lozenge or something? <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by Lessingers. <laughs> we try to cover. Go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. We try to cover all we can with these episodes, but to keep up with all the latest news, please check out the official DragonCon website and all their social media outlets. Uh, all the tracks, uh, which we're going to get into in the coming uh, months, are active on Facebook uh, in particular, but uh, various social media as well. Uh, we can be found, the DragonCon Report can be found also on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher, all that stuff as part of the ESO network. We want you to be part of the station, part of the discussion. So please feel free to join us. Uh, the Dragon Con Con Report is sponsored now. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! <laughs> right. Neat. Neat. <laughs> the Dragon Con Report is sponsored. Wow, nothing. Come on, man. Oh, oh, oh I, I, we need to do oh, it again. Oh, why are you doing it again? All right, all right, all right. We're That's okay. Third time. Ready, ready now. Third, third time. Wait, are we going on three or after three? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. The Dragon Con Con Report is sponsored. Yay! Yay! It's about time. In large part, in large part by the South Carolina Comic Con, SC Comic Con for short. It is March 24th and 25th at the TD Convention Center in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. It's not that far a ride from Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville. It's perfectly located. So for more information, check out all the details at sccomiccon.com. And as I said, we are a proud member of the ESO Network. Be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the esonetwork.com site. It doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it does help us out a lot. Uh, we also have a tea Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs, and there's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page as well. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. Don't, don't, don't let's start. This is the worst part. The belief
The Earth Station One podcast. It's time to let your inner geek out to play. You can find them at www.earthstationone.com or up on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com. <laughs>